is the 77 WABC minicast. Without further ado, it is time for... The Other Side of Midnight presents... Commendations. I must begin by commending Luke Farator. This man is an impressive man. This is a 21-year-old computer science student, and he won a global contest to read the first text inside a carbonized scroll from the ancient Roman city of Herculaneum, which had been unreadable since a volcanic eruption in 79 AD, the same one that buried nearby Pompeii. And this breakthrough could open up hundreds of texts from the only intact library to survive from Greco-Roman antiquity. Luke Farador, who's at the University of Nebraska-Lincoln, developed a machine learning algorithm that has detected Greek letters on several lines of the rolled-up papyrus, including P-O-R-P-H-Y-R-A-S. I mean, the Greek or Latin equivalent, meaning purple. So that's the first word that they were able to detect. And he won this competition and uh, because there was a big international competition to see who could decipher the first word. He won it. $40,000. I mean, you think of the challenges of deciphering words that are on this scroll that you really can't sift through because it'll be destroyed. And he developed an algorithm and able to do it. It's really incredible. All right. I want to give accommodation to Luke Farator. And to celebrate World Mental Health Day, which was a few days ago, which is the International Day for Global Mental Health Awareness, Advocacy Against Social Stigma, we want to tell you the story of Giovanni Casale, who came up with the idea of transforming his ancestral town into an art therapy project for his son. I just love this story. A handful of American and Neapolitan tourists stand on the dirt side of a road overlooking the valley below them. Giovanni Casali, a flamboyant 57-year-old, is in the middle of the road wearing a collapsible black top hat and a green military jacket. He's about to begin the tour of his art village. In between the mumbling of the tourists, someone screams and jumps out of the way of something on the ground. Someone exclaims, oh, it's just a worm, relax. Giovanni lunges forward and gets on his hands and knees and says, no, 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 don't touch it. He starts to pretend to kiss the worm and explains that worms are good for not just the town, but nature as a whole. He holds the worm up. Does anybody want to kiss him? Maybe if you're lucky, you could turn it into a princess. This man, Giovanni Casali is the founder of this unique art project in the foothills of this mountain range in the southern Italian region of Campania. And over the past several years, he and many artists that he's invited to his adopted village have turned this once gray and depopulated place into an outdoor museum. His whole inspiration is partly to bring back life to the village where his family came from, but also to create art therapy for his son, Pasquale, who suffers from encephalitis. Encephalitis is a condition that causes brain swelling and most commonly affects young children and the elderly. 
the causes aren't always known, but it can be caused by bacterial, fungal, or viral infections, as well as issues stemming from a person's immune system. So Pasquale's undergone a whole bunch of surgeries as part of his treatment. This resulted in him losing some of his cognitive abilities and a spark that his father said was once there. So after moving to Volano more than a decade ago, Giovanni noticed that Pasquale was slowly regaining some of his spark. He recalls his son being more mentally stimulated by not just being in nature, but also the art he was creating. So basically, he created an open-air museum. And he said as the art project grew, so did its effects. Vologno sits at the northern tip of the Campania region of southern Italy. About 25 kilometers south of the village is an area of Campania that's become famous over the past few decades for the illegal dumping of toxic waste that the locals have dubbed the Land of Fires. Vologno's proximity to this area is not lost on anybody. Ecological preservation has become a main tenet of this project. So I love this. I love that it seems to be helping his son. I love that he's gotten a dozen artists to participate in this. I love that they're transforming Volonio into something really beautiful from something that was gray and desolate. I love that he's uh, not forgetting about his ancestral homeland. It's wonderful. I think this is uh, just great. Hats off to you, Giovanni Casale. I do commend you. I must also commend... Lewis, a nine, I don't have his last name, just Lewis, a nine-year-old running sensation who has just set a new record for his age group for a five-kilometer course. He ran the 5,000-meter distance in 17 minutes and 40 seconds uh, last Saturday. This is incredible. He beat the previous record set in California by a phenomenal 13 seconds. So, Lewis, I do commend you. I must give a, a very sad, posthumous commendation to an actress that I just loved, and that's Piper Laurie. Uh, one of my favorite movies is The Hustler. I like both The Hustler and The Color of Money. The Hustler is a little deeper. Uh, the Hustler is a little sadder in some respects mostly because of the incredible portrayal that Piper Laurie brings to that. But she was more than a one-hit wonder. This was a three-time Academy Award-nominated actress whose career spanned seven decades. She was not only in The Hustler, she was in Until They Sail, and uh, she, by all, Children of a Lesser God, that was her third Academy Award nomination back in the 80s. She was in Carrie. Those of you that like horror, that was a movie we didn't get to mention in our horror panel on Friday. She won an Emmy Award alongside James Woods and um, James Garner in a 1986 TV movie. And she was an actor's actor. Lived in New York for a time, did a lot of theater out here. And uh, she's really going to be missed. Uh, God, uh, you know, God bless her. Condolences to her friends and her family. But kudos to her for a life well lived. And I am happy to give her a posthumous commendation. I mean, I would rather give her a living commendation, but such as such as it is. I want to give a commendation to our nephew, Eric Pecan, who had his christening yesterday. Eric is the son of my sister-in-law, Sharon, and my co-brother-in-law, James. He had a wonderful christening, not only getting that original sin washed away, but he didn't cry. At all. He was in great shape 
and uh, just was a delightful boy. Didn't cry in the least bit. So uh, congratulations to you, Eric, and to his parents. They had, they catered my favorite meal for the kind of the post-christening party, brunch. I love brunch. I just wish every meal was brunch. Love brunch. I want to give a commendation to Providence, Rhode Island, because Providence, Rhode Island is bucking the trend. They are defying the mob, and they have erected a Columbus statue. Yes, that's right. They have erected a statue of Christopher Columbus in their local park. It's actually technically not Providence. It's um, right outside Providence. It's Johnston, Rhode Island. And they unveiled this statue of Christopher Columbus in a local park. A few protesters turned up. They were drowned out by the hundreds who gathered to celebrate. I love this. I wish there was a nice Columbus statue in my hometown. And what happened was this statue had been removed from Providence in the summer of of love, whatever they call it, 2020, after being defaced by repeatedly by vandals. And it's a beautiful piece of art. It was created for the 1892 Columbian Exposition in Chicago, marking the 400th anniversary of the Explorer's Voyage, and it was moved to Providence and remained there until three years ago, and now it's back up in Rhode Island, this time in a park in Johnstown. This is great. I, I keep trying to get my wife to allow us to put a giant Christopher Columbus statue on our lawn, but she's afraid of protesters, and, you know, we don't have the money for a giant statue. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.